I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Renovation Made Right. My name is David Bryan, and my lovely co-host beside me is... Brenda Bryan. <laughs> and, and, Sorry, uh, I, had to, I had to be my own hype team. <laughs> yeah, I'm your hype team. Mm. And so we... A while back, for sort of a, it felt like sort of a flash in the pan, there was a big amount of coverage in the media around the hazards associated with having natural gas or propane fired appliances, like open burning appliances in your home, Mm -hmm. right? So like a gas range, a gas cooktop, a propane range, whatever, propane cooktop, all of that. And, and, and so the, the basic thrust of, of all the coverage was, hey, there's all kinds of nasty, noxious stuff that gets put into the air as a function of burning these appliances in your home mm-hmm. to cook your food and, and whatever, right? And and they're not, as you know, like if if you have a hot water heater that's gas-fired, it's actually got its own vent system to get the, the gases out of the house, right? Does it? I didn't know that. Yes. So, so just, like a, just like a boiler has the ability, has, has a pipe that connects to a chimney or a pipe that goes outside, so is a gas-fired or propane-fired hot water heater. Same exact thing, right? But, you know, as you're making dinner or cooking eggs or on, on a griddle or whatever, and you got gas underneath it or propane underneath it, it's not obviously intentionally. Now, to the extent that you have a vent system or whatever, that certainly helps. But this issue came up, and we were, you and I talked about it at home. We were like, holy cow. No, this we is, have a gas cooktop. Yeah, I've, been, I've had it for years, right? And so theoretically, I've been sucking in all this noxious stuff for you years. We're probably right? dying as we speak. And the reality is <laughs> we, we have a pop-up. Well, we are dying as we speak, but that's, you know, that's just the, <laughs> that's that's the human condition. That is true. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. At birth, we're yeah, dying right. as we speak, right? So, but, but, you know, and we're actually not that awesome about always. We have a pop-up hood behind our cooktop. And we use it when we're doing something that we know is going to be kind of smelly well, or whatever. It's, it's not even the, yeah, it's the smoke. Yeah. Right? Well. If oh, I yeah. burn something yeah. or I'm cooking fish or something, I'll turn on the you vent. You never but burn I, anything, honey. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> but I don't turn it on for just cooking. Right. Mostly because it's noisy and yeah. I don't like listening to it. And that is the biggest complaint. I have to say, for all venting right. across the board, is that until you get into like the super high end hoods that move a lot of air and do it relatively quiet, or can it can do it relatively quietly, they're noisy and people don't like listening. Well, to and them. moving air in general is a it's a challenge. Right? Moving air quietly mm-hmm. is not particularly easy. Right, moving large volumes of air right. quietly is not easy. But anyway, right. so so you and I sort of had this back and forth. We're like, holy cow, that's a that's a problem. I wonder how I wonder how this this press coverage is going to impact our industry and impact, you know, the conversations we have with clients who many, many, many of our clients who are renovating their kitchens or doing a home renovation are opting and and interested in cooking over like, and also like avid cooks are interested in cooking over open flame, 
right? Right. That's a much more common thing, right? Well, it's much nicer. Like, you know, think about now, we'll get into induction in a minute, but um, compared to like, it used to be that everything was either a wood stove, right? That's, yep. that's the entry point. And then gas was the next thing. And gas was ubiquitous in most homes. Yep. Uh, and then electric came along and, but the electric was a coil heating, yeah. well, which is not great to cook on. Nope. By the way, it comes up, it uses a lot of juice. It comes up slowly. It turns off slowly. It's dangerous. Right. You know, like if you're not paying attention, you put your hand down on it, it, yeah. it can be very dangerous. And so it's also hard to get the temperature to dial back the way you want it when you're cooking. And right? Keep, you keep can't immediately go to a simmer. Yeah, simmer. And, and keep in mind, you know, when you were first talking about the sort of the advent of, of gas coming into homes, that when that was the case, ovens and and the cooking surfaces all had pilot lights. So they Correct. were they were burning gas all the time. All the time. And yeah. consequently, theoretically, with this with this discussion around the, the mm-hmm. toxins coming up. So they were giving off even when you're not actively making food, theoretically you're getting toxins building up all yeah. the time. That's so, true. So today's gas is a lot, you know, it's creating a lot less light, you know, and, and what they're creating by the way is nitrous dioxide, that's prime and carbon monoxide. And then if you have any leaks, so natural gas leaks, even in like very tiny thing, includes benzene, methane. Um, is that in the, that's in the uncombusted <laughs> gas? Yeah. So once the gas, so it's anyway, anyway, long story short, as part of this show, we, we or as part of this, this particular show, we talked about, so Brenda's done some research to try to understand more about the, the extent to which this is a real problem, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how much do we need to be concerned about it? And how do we respond to it? And so I had not done the research, Brenda's done the research, so we're going to sort of have a little dialogue about this to mm-hmm. understand. And so, so what you just said, I didn't, I, you know, I were reading that at the time it came up, but, but since that came up in the, in the national press, I've actually not seen topics, I've not seen it again. Well, people aren't freaking out about it i think mostly because you know we've been living with gas appliances forever and like you said we don't even have pilot lights anymore so it's actually safer now than it is because now now almost all our appliances have what's called electronic ignition meaning meaning that it's sort of on demand you don't get you're not burning gas until you actually need it you're like if if you hear that little tick 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 thing when you when you go to start a burner that's electronic ignition Right, right exactly so so let's talk about indoor air quality. So, so there were studies done on the, within the last you know five years or so by Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory and Stanford University, and so they are basing their average um, noxious gases experienced in a home with a gas cooking surface. So, in other words, like you know, average size home, average family, average amount of cooking on that surface, and, and probably electronic ignition appliances. Yes, in the last yeah. five years, right? Okay. And so their calculations indicate that nitrous dioxide increases by 25 to 33% in the summer and 30 to 39% in the winter. Okay, so run, in so a run typical the, home. Run that back by run the run the toxins bias again. The, okay. to, the toxins So that so the big combustion? one is nitrous dioxide, but okay. there's carbon monoxide. If you have any leaks, even if it's tiny and you can't smell it, right? What it's releasing is methane and uh, benzene. Yep which is a, is a carcinogen. Right. So there's, there's stuff, even when you're not cooking, there's potentially stuff that's being released. If your appliances are leaking or if your pipes are leaking. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. Which I guess is not atypical either. Even if it's just like, you know, microscopic level kinds of leaks. But, okay. You know. Okay. So now with that information, where yeah. do we go? So, so why is that bad? So that, that's the question is like, okay, what does that cause? What, what problems does, 
does that cause for me? Well, and, so, and, and go back to the stats again about the difference between summer, winter kind of things. Like oh, well, summer, it increases the nat nitrogen dioxide levels by 25 to 33%. In, and in the winter, it's 30 to 39%. So it's pretty significant in the winter, obviously, because your windows are open. Because we're closing stuff up. Right, exactly. So it's tighter. But anyway, what does that do? Like, okay, what's the big deal? What's it causing problems with? Well, nitrogen dioxide is heavily linked to asthma. Okay. So if, you know, in cities, right, like asthma levels are much higher and they said, well, you know, is it because people don't have pets and people without pets don't get asthma, blah, blah, blah. All these things overlap. But the other thing is, is that road traffic is the other big cause of nitrous dioxide. So if you're like living right by a highway. Interesting. Uh, there's very high levels of nitrous dioxide. Now, outside, they dissipate very quickly, right? Okay. Inside, they don't. And yep. so that's the problem if you keep breathing this stuff. Well, and if you're in an apartment building, multi-level apartment building. Right, exactly. Got, in yeah. a city, right, where right. you have higher levels of, of just traffic. To, just to begin. Right, just to be, isn't right? That, so that so that's why they're saying that, you know, asthma is... is a bigger problem in cities than it is in the country. And this also probably, this relates to newer construction methodologies where we're driving houses to be tighter and tighter, tighter, and, tighter. and more and more efficient, yep. driving our homes to be what they call net zero homes, which mm -hmm. we'll, do, we'll do a show on that at some point in time. And which is why we're now being required as a part of code to introduce air exchange systems, right? So yeah. we're, we're sucking out, we're sucking in outdoor air and exchanging it for the indoor air, mm -hmm. but we were exchanging for indoor air, mostly thinking, okay, well, we just need fresh air, not necessarily as much thinking about what were the toxins that we're dealing with. So keep going. Right. So that that's the big one, right? Carbon monoxide and, and nitrous dioxide. Those are the big ones. And like I said, to a lesser extent, methane, benzene, there's, and I guess even just in the combustion of the gases, there are some toxins that, that happen as well, right? Because essentially what you're breathing is, is, road waste right <laughs> so you might as well yep, might yep, as well be okay. sucking on a on a on a, bar, on a right. tailpipe right so really that's what you've got in your home it's like basically running your car to a certain extent in your home people kill themselves that way in their garage right sure so so essentially it's not healthy now i don't want anybody to freak out right like we've had gas in houses forever the fact that we're electronic ignition now that these things only happen when you're actually cooking in this point as opposed to constantly yep. right you had these super leaky gas appliances forever and people weren't dying mm -hmm. you know at least not keeling over and dying mm -hmm. right except bugs bunny well except except you, you don't really cartoons. know <laughs> except you don't know you know would the person would my grandmother who lived to you know 89 yeah would she have lived to 93? You know, like, that, like you don't know. Right. No, that's true. That. Right. So right. you're not, we're not killing over, but are we impacting a longevity? Right. So, yeah. so what else did they discover? And, and like, so you talk about the differences between leakiness in the winter and summer. Mm -hmm. What about the concentration levels and, and that they discovered as a part of that leakiness aside? Well, so let's go back to the asthma thing. So a 2022 study between the United States and Australian researchers estimates that nearly 13% of current childhood asthma cases in the U.S. are attributable to gas stove use. Huh. That's pretty high. That is high. Right? So if you if you have a child with asthma, maybe you shouldn't be cooking with gas. Right? Okay. Yep. Like that would be a pretty good case for, for switching over to electric because yep. you're only exacerbating the problem. The other, uh, the other problem is it also exacerbates obstructive pulmonary disease. So... You know, if if you have some issues with your heart anyway, or your respiratory system, everything, it's best not to have that. If you have, if you're predisposed right? to be compromised, yeah, it exacerbates it. So, okay. you know, this is this is stuff that you should think about. Now, 
like I said, I don't think you need to panic and run out and switch stuff right away, but it should be in your thought. If you're going to be doing your kitchen over, you're changing an appliance over, you may want to be thinking about switching to something that is a little bit friendlier for your, for your, the, well, the is, health of your house. So, so I hear you. And is that, is that really the response or is the response, okay, you know what, we can make it perfectly fine as Better long venting. as we, huh? Yep. So, yeah. yeah. So that, that's also the, like, okay, so what do we do? Right. So the number one thing in the short term is use your ventilation. Meryl was just telling me that she's got one of those stupid recirculating things with it. With <laughs> that the, sucks the smoke and it blows over your head? It blows it right, it blows right, it right over your head. Yeah. Mostly in your face, right? Um, yeah. Those are useless. The air is not going anywhere. So And whatever little charcoal filter they have. Right, exactly. Bookkiss. Those like If you live in an apartment without, without venting to the exterior, right? Like if you don't even have an option to vent to the exterior, you shouldn't have gas, right? right. We, you should be switching over to electric. Um, so, cause that's just, that's no good. But if you have ventilation, use it. Right. Right. When so you're let's, cooking. yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because even today and, and there's different, very different variations of ventilation, right? So for a long time, when we were building kitchens, we would put ventilation in and, you know, whenever possible, always strongly encourage clients to vent to the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's, that's step one, which is at least let's extract air from the house and blow it outside. And most houses earlier back then were leaky enough where it wasn't a big deal because you turn a fan on, it pulls air from somewhere, right? Where And essentially it's pulling air from outside, fresh air from outside, mm-hmm. and then blowing it out again, right? That's fine. As the houses get tighter and tighter and more and more efficient now, building codes and building technology has caught up and said, okay, you know, it's not just good enough that we suck the air out because now we're creating a vacuum. Right. right. And where's that air coming from? From your basement. Right. Pulling it. Radon. Right. Pull it, so it could be pulling it from the basement yeah. or it could be pulling it from, you know, another fossil fuel burning appliance. Right. right that also is creating an exhaust. And so there's, there's other bad things about that. And so technology now says we need something called makeup, makeup air. air. Yep. Right. And so makeup air. And today. That's different than makeup sex. Which is a totally <laughs> <different>. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. Interesting. Um, so, which is so much more fun. One of the things I love about my wife is I really never know what's come out of her mouth next from time to time. It's kept our relationship quite fresh. All right. Uh, but, yeah. So now I'm off track. But anyway, uh, so what I was going to say he wants was to fight later. Yeah, what, what I was going to say was now the the venting mechanisms have triggers in them where you know, when that's activated, it automatically activates the makeup air, right? And in fact, the more advanced systems actually have monitors that determine how much air is flowing over the pipe or, mm-hmm. or, or through the pipe. And it regulates how much fresh air it pulls in and exchanges mm-hmm. for that, right? So so it's becoming much more sophisticated. But at the end of the day, if you are, you know, aside from the green factor, right? So burning on fossil fuels, any fossil fuel usage is not green. And I get that. There are some people who are passionate about cooking and passionate about, you know, like cooking in an open flame, I got that. This is now how you how you still make this safer and more healthy in mm-hmm. your home, which is okay. Now it's it's good ventilation. And Bren, what's the ventilate? What's the amount of ventilation driven by? Like how do how do we determine how much? Like I say, good ventilation. What's that? Mean? Oh, okay. So you're talking about the CFM, right? Yeah. Cubic feet per minute, which is the the way it is determined. And it really depends on how many BTU you have in your stove. The bigger the 
stove, right? Like if you have one of those big eight burner Viking things, you're looking at like what they call 1200 CFM. So 1200 cubic feet of air per minute that vent needs to be able to move. Yeah. So those are the, those are the big ass ones. Right. So if so, you have a basic 30 inch range. Yeah. Like a 300 CFM. Right. 350. 400, whatever else. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in, somewhere in there is, is sufficient. And, and by the way, you know, if you were even older home and as a part of, if you're thinking about doing a project or whatever, you're not meaningfully tightening, tightening up the home, which is a big job, by the way. They, mm-hmm. To take an old home and make it nice and tight and super tight is a ton of work that most people generally don't undertake. So you have probably already are leaky enough that as long as you actually do the ventilation and get the, get the air out, mm-hmm. you're not compelled to actually put makeup air in. Maybe the code might compel you, but your house, the actual reality of your house doesn't compel you. Right. Right. Because it's already leaky enough. Right. And, you know, the better vents that are available are quiet enough so that they won't drive you crazy. Or at least you can just put them on a low setting for, you know, just general cooking. Right. If you're not making a if you're not making a big stink or you're not on high for a long time, if you keep if you keep your vent just at the low level and just keep that air continuous and for a little bit, you know, right in until you finish and maybe even 10 minutes after you finish. Sure. So is there any other than the fact that most homes today have carbon monoxide detectors and and if your home doesn't have one it should have multiple carbon monoxide detectors other than that is there a monitoring system can someone if someone's concerned about this and the toxicities is there a way to know whether they're having a problem you know that's an excellent question and i don't know the answer to that i'm assuming that you could get some kind of detector for nitrous dioxide which is really the big the big player here but i don't know that okay I mean, carbon monoxide will kill you. It sounds like nitrous dioxide will just ruin your lungs over time. Or is that all? Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, so maybe we'll we'll do a little research. It's high enough concentrations, right? Right, right. And and frankly, you know, I think generally speaking, and I, this would be an interesting question to kind of look a little further into. Carbon monoxide detectors, you know, I've only known of them going off when you've got a meaningful problem. Like when a furnace is firing and you know, a nest has dropped down the chimney and mm-hmm. blocked away. And now we've got, you know, actual gas coming out of the appliance, exhaust coming out of the appliance and flooding the space. Right. And it's all obviously, you know, it's all invisible. You can't see. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the threshold for carbon monoxide is probably the higher than what we're talking about they discovered here uh, in terms of the levels of toxicity. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm going to read you a paragraph from this article that I found. And it said, the gas industry's position is that gas stoves are a minor source of indoor air pollutants. I'm sure the gas industry was. <laughs> this is true in some homes, especially with respect to exposures averaged over months or years. But there are many homes in which gas stoves contribute more to indoor nitrogen dioxide levels than pollution from outdoor sources do, hmm. which is interesting, especially for short-term peak exposures during cooking time. So in other words, while you're cooking, your exposure is pretty high. Sure. Right? Good argument to put that vent fan on. Yeah, exactly. For example, a study in Southern California showed that around half of homes exceeded a health standard based on the highest hour of nitrogen dioxide concentrations almost entirely because of indoor emissions. So in other words, when you're cooking from like six to seven, right, all of a sudden you're in a dangerous zone. So so that's turn on turn on your vent. Right. 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 You know, exactly. So that makes sense. Yes. So did you have more there? No, that's the, okay. that's the big thing. So I think, you know, that, that, but wait, there's more. Well, so, so the alternative, right, is like, okay, use your ventilation or switch your appliances. Yep. Right. 
You can go to electric, you can go to induction, which ha induction has some of the, the good qualities about gas. It's a lot easier to um, turn up, turn down, turn off uh, than even gas is in some ways. What it won't do, I understand, is really sear really. Right. You know, right. that's a problem to get it up to like that super, super high heat that you like. And it's also a little tricky to learn how to use. You know, once you learn, it's not a big deal, but has a little bit of a learning curve to it as mm -hmm. opposed to electric, but it is worth. And for a while, and the price is coming down for a while, the prices were very high because it was new technology. And so right. they could really just like stick it to you. Right. The prices are coming down considerably now. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of different things to consider. So, I mean, hopefully your takeaways are nothing to freak out over. Yeah. Don't right? freak out. Which is probably one of the reasons why. But if you have, if you have history in your family of asthma, if you have, you know, like think about these things, right? right? Right. You know, maybe that's the time you need to switch to a different heat source. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's a really great thing because mm -hmm. people often look for what they perceive to sort of be more of the typical things like, you know, dander or dust right. mites or stuff in carpet or whatever. Right. This is a whole separate issue that nobody gets to see. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and that you can't you can't meaningfully filter for with an air cleaner. Right. right. It's a different kind of a deal. So. Right. So anyway, we. You know, this is sort of a quick news cycle where, you know, it got a lot of press, a lot of conversation for a very short period of time, which seems to happen in our society. Like, you know, yeah, we get bored and move on pretty darn quick. Yeah. And, and and on the next topic. But well, we're like, damn it, we love our guest. Stove. But, we thought, yeah, but we thought it would be a good thing to share some information about it, try to help educate you about where the, where the concerns are real, where the concerns can be mitigated and, you know, and what the options are to consider to, to live a healthy life in your I, home. I will put out that I have no doubt that a lot of this press has been heavily, heavily marketed by the induction electric appliance <laughs> companies. I'm, I'm not kidding, actually, you know, like, because they're trying to sell what they've got. And I appreciate that. But, you know, no better to point out what we call the FUD factor, which is fear, uncertainty, and doubt into people who are looking at new appliances. Well, so I hear you, but many of those appliance companies also make inductions. No, I'm saying the induction people are the ones who are pushing that. I get it. But any of those appliance companies make both, right? Yes. So so your conspiracy theory might be a little on shaky ground. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Well, so hopefully you got some value out of that. Uh, we want to thank you for being with us for another show. And you have been listening to Renovation Made Right. And I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.